All right, welcome back. Another episode of Dime Boxing with Delco. It is our Michael Jordan episode 23, or LeBron James, if you can, if you uh, prefer that. Dimes, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, you know who I'm going to prefer there. My guy, LeBron, uh, pretty good. Went to a show this past weekend. Got a lot of stuff coming up in cards. The trade night I'm going to, a couple shows. Um, brotherly love card show coming up, obviously. Something I'm going to the night before. Uh, so the Brotherly Love card show is on a Sunday, the night before. Carter's Cards. Uh, there's trade night at his shop. He usually has one a month. It's his only one of the summer, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, me and, and the guys will be heading down there. Uh, usually a good time there. He's a shop dealer who's pretty easy to make deals with. Uh, what about you? What do you have coming up? And did you go to any shows this past weekend? No. So I, I was on vacation last week um, from work. And so we were traveling. We went to uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Oh, um, so that was pretty cool. There were so many hobby shops there. There's like seven hobby shops in like this little small town, um, which is really awesome. Uh, I think it's like every baby boomer's dream to open up a hobby shop in Cooperstown, New York. So I don't know that they're profitable, but uh, David Adams even has a store right next to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I went and um, I got a box of uh, Stadium Club Chrome um, just for fun. Uh, and um, yeah, so that was a really fun trip. Made it to Buffalo, tried uh, some wings from Buffalo. They were delicious. And um, yeah, just been kind of laying low. I, I, I purposely just didn't go um, to the Atlantic City show. I was thinking about it on Sunday. Um, but you know, I just kind of, I wanted to lay low. I got the national coming up. I got my show. Um, I just kind of saving up all my energy, but I'm raring to go ready, but I want to hear about, um, how your experience was down in Atlantic city this past weekend. Yeah. You probably made a pretty good decision there. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I was a bit, there were a few things that, I, I mean, first of all, I felt our table for the size it was, uh, was pretty expensive. $25 to park there, um, air conditioning, non-existent. They even said in their Instagram post, kind of jokingly, like figuratively and literally, like it was, the show was hot. Um, I would say literally, yes, figuratively, no. Uh, no foot traffic. I luckily was able to make some deals, um, made a big deal with uh, Charles, uh, I believe uh, from Wheelhouse Cards. Nice. Uh, really easy, really easy to work with. Did he buy from you? Or did you buy from him? He bought from me. I mean, it, it was super. I've made a few deals with him now where it's like really quick deals and it, and it's a lot of stuff. So it's good to make. I feel like a lot of times when you're shows, when people are buying in bulk from you, it ends up being like a three hour war where it's like you come out of it and you feel like you just ran a marathon. And it was like a nice like two minute transaction. So that was good. I mean, I was able to make my deals, but like overall, it did. I mean, dude, like we were okay, luckily. Like it, it was me, uh, Ryan, Meatball, uh, Mikey uh, from Suplex, Koch. Did you and, stay down there all weekend or uh, did you come back? Um, no, we just, we came back. Oh, okay, okay. Some of the guys stayed down. We ended up coming back. But um, yeah, I mean, like obviously we were okay. We're not that open. Like, dude, like looking at some of like the older dealers, like you can imagine the guys who like set up at Karchers. You think about some of those guys, like, dude, there were some guys like dripping when we came in, like huff and puff, like, like, I'm not even like saying it, like joking it, like, like, dude, like 
some dealers I'm friendly was there, with. Well, how was the yeah. sentiment? Like, I can't even imagine. First off, this is wild. Like, uh, you know, like I can't imagine a show with like people just sweating like that. But like, what was there a lot of complaining going on? I can't imagine. Like, I feel like people would roast me as the show promoter if uh, there was yeah. no AC. I think there were some dudes complaining a lot in the beginning. Honestly, like I didn't have that bad of a time there. It was just, you know, it, like you're in the parking garage of the Showboat Casino in Atlantic City, and they're trying. They, they were sending like the dudes who were working there to buy fans during it. Somebody, another dealer there, I won't say who, but he brought up a good point. He was like, "They're sending these kids to Home Depot to buy the fans." Then as soon as the show's over, they're going to send them all back with the receipts and return every single one. Yeah, and I was sure. like, I don't know about that, man. But uh, no, it was, I mean, I mean, it ended up being a decent time. It was just like, you know, the, the not having AC in the beginning, I feel like may have contributed to lighter foot traffic. Like people while they were walking around were like, t- like people were joking around being like, oh, I'm going to stand by this table because it is the fan. Like, you know, you don't really want in a card show for, people to have to find the uh, fans because there's no air conditioning yeah i mean i don't know if that was said before i honestly didn't look into it much you know i was asked to join people who were setting up so i know you know it's funny i heard the same feedback um from um i won't i won't i won't dime them out but we you know frank and i uh were curious of how the show went just as um you know basically just hearing about other shows in the area and uh you know we got that feedback that there was no ac and that it was really hot and the foot traffic wasn't incredible um you know it's tough that's that's a tough i don't think they planned for that i I think i read in their in the instagram thing that they it was kind of an unforeseen thing they didn't know that that was going to be the case but um yeah makes me like think about like i remember for the brotherly love show like we had the like one side door open like a long yeah. time and it didn't get like cool enough until the side door had been closed for like an hour or two. And I'm like, now I'm like paranoid. Like I'm not going to let anybody open that side door now like because I don't want like anyone to even get that idea about our show. Cause I really, really is like perception is everything. And you know, like, yeah, the experience of it's gotta be at bare minimum, like, you know, you got to be able to sit there for eight hours, six hours and work. Um, you know, that's basically what it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to add on there, another thing to draw a contrast, you know, I always say about, you know, Fishtown show cheap, cheap food there. I think I, I saw some dude, he bought like a pretzel for like eight bucks or something. I was like, Oh dude, you know, at Fishtown, that pretzel's not costing you eight bucks. That's like two bucks right there. So, the, I mean, there were a lot of uh, big, contrast to some other shows that are more local I mean honestly I I wouldn't say it was horrible I I usually have a good time at like those small shows anyway I mean if it, if the show were a lot closer to me and the tables was were cheaper maybe I would do it again you know but I don't see driving back out to AC for that I mean it, it's just you would hope that if you're having a show in a parking garage you would consider you know AC ventilate, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so changing gears, I haven't seen a new PSA special for bulk. Have you seen anything? Yeah, so the special for this month is 80s. It's 1980s. Oh, I did see that. That sucks. $15 a card. It does kind of suck. The only 
card that you can kind of, at least in my opinion, have fun with. One of my favorite cards, a classic, is the uh, Jerry Rice Tops rookie. I think it's 86 Tops with the green border. Um, they're pretty tough, but like that's like probably one of my favorite. Obviously, the Griffey 89. There are a lot of cool 89 cards, but you don't or, want or to, I, cards. I would not like, I don't know. Personally, I would not suggest going out and buying. 80s cards to grade with yeah i don't think that's a play because i think they're too old you know and like you need tens i agree yeah maybe nines are decent like on some of them but i don't know i just think that's a tough that's a tough game um and there's going to be a lot of a lot of those cards have been looked over now in the last 30 years you know oh absolutely they're tough to find i mean that's why like if you are doing it, I would try to target one that you don't necessarily like need a 10 on. Like, for example, like the Jerry Rice I mentioned, it's it's high pop. But like if you can pay a little stronger and snag an eight, the eights are like 250 bucks, no. like 200 to 250. And, and What's it go for a raw? It's not too much, is it? It's, it's all over the place. I mean, a nice, clean copy you're paying 50 bucks for it. So if you can hit an eight, you're making pretty good money there. And it's like you hit a seven, you're probably breaking even because the sevens are like 80 bucks. So like, to me, that's the game. If I do want to dabble a little bit. That's interesting. I like that. You got to do some research on that. It's not as, it's not as plug and play, like grab LeBron silvers as the modern specials. No, no, it's a little bit, it's a a little bit different, but like, that's the thing. I would try to find cards that you don't need the tens on that. The cards where like, you can add a lot of value just by getting it in the PSA slab. Even like, I'm going to try looking at some cards, even maybe like cheaper than that to, to look at. You should look at some, like uh, some joke slab companies of that card and cards, like, cause like there's probably, you know, you can get, you know, eighties BCCG tens probably pretty cheap and then just sub them over if the end like crack them out and just use the special yeah that card kind of always blew my mind too because it was like it's his only rookie card and like you look at where his numbers are compared to like the current receivers and then you look at like what like the justin jefferson and like the other you know popular receivers now go for and like his you know, his rookies are only going for that. And that's if Jerry Rice, if Jerry Rice had like a true NT RPA or an exquisite RPA, yeah. it would be like 150 K. That's yeah. It, that's, it, 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 think, anyway. that's my opinion. I, I think it would be juiced up if he had a true beautiful, like real rookie patch auto. Maybe even more. I think when the NFL did that, like top hundred players of all time, wasn't he number one? I think they gave him the number one spot. Which yeah, is yeah, he's really a, a little he's crazy. That's why I've recently bought a PC card. I don't think I'm going to flip it. A Justin Jefferson Blue Ice rookie um, prism. And I'm just going to, I, you know, I bought it raw. So I don't know what its condition is going to be in yet, but I'm hoping it's a nine elite. It's not going to be a 10, but if it's a nine, I'll be happy. And I'm just going to vault that thing and just keep it. Cause I just, I think he's got the best chance of going up again, like where people might say he's, he's Jerry Rice at the end of his career. You know, I think he, he, his counting stats are unreal to start his career. Like, and uh, yeah, he just, I don't know. I think he, he challenges Mahomes for the best player in the league. So I think it already kind of starts. Um, so yeah, I, I've been buying a lot of uh, 
blue ices in particular recently. And um, I don't know why. I just think that they're, I just know they're so liquid. And uh, aesthetically, I just love that card, as we always talk about. Yeah, I think they are really liquid. And, and people, like, I just sold one on eBay, like, just an hour ago, like a Travis Kelsey uh, Blue Ice 10, sold for 100 bucks. You know, like, that That gives you a good margin. But, like, you you kind of got to be patient with them. I think they're good collector's item. But to, to get back to, so Justin Jefferson, I do like him a lot. I would caution, like, I feel like there's a lot of receivers who come on super, super strong and have those – like bonkers years in terms of stats and then he's not going anywhere man i'm not saying that he's not saying he's going anywhere no you're right though like look at odell uh well not odell here's a guy i just pulled up on card ladder actually you can you can guess uh uh, he's a 2016 rookie in august 2020 his psa 10 silvers 2016 which is the main the only rookie i don't think there's base that year they were over 800 bucks now you can get him for like 30 to 40 bucks his cards have absolutely tanked. He broke some big time records. It's not Cup, is it? No. Uh, 2016 rookie. Cup's 2017. Yeah, it's Cup's 2017. I'll give you a hint. Will NFC. Fuller? I have no idea. Who yeah, is NFC. NFC South. Tell, just give it to me. I don't know. Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's not. Michael Thomas was never Jay Jettas. Never. No, he never. wasn't. He was. Never. He was. Because. All right, stats-wise, I get it. But, like, in terms of, like, Justin Jefferson's, like, at a different level of hobby collectability. You know what I mean? Like, he's – him and Jamar Chase could potentially break the mold of only collect quarterbacks. Like, I think that they are – they're, like – their careers are kind of coinciding with this, like, modern era of, like, football cards and – I'm not, they might fall off. You're totally right. Like JJ, like, you know, it's only a 200 and some dollar car, my blue eyes. So it's not like I'm yeah. putting real money into this, but I really, if you want to bet on the one, it's a little cheaper than going after and trying to predict the quarterbacks. And I don't know. Like, I think that, I think that with their cards, like if you're able to get one of their iconic cards, if they have hall of fame careers, which is not that crazy to say with how they've started. It's like, I think they could break through that mold and have a whole new like comp than Jerry Rice or any of the previous receivers in history of the game. Like you can't look at those old cards because there's nothing to compare it to. It's not the same, you know? And I I don't think even Jerry Rice fans feel that compelled to buy that card because it's, not rare you know yeah i do and and since we're talking about football shifting gears a little bit cheap quarterback like the young quarterbacks uh the new guy you know malik willis sam howe like ritter pickett i feel like they are hot like malik willis is hot people are saying he's playing really well he's looking really good you know his cards are hot right now i feel like it's just like it's almost like last year. It, it almost feels like the market is trying to force what happened last year with the quarterbacks to happen with the weaker quarterback class of 2021. Yeah, like yeah. 2022. Sorry, 2022. It's all I, I I'm I'm not shocked by it, but 
I, it's hard for me to participate in it. I, I still have some of them, but I don't really like feel that compelled to buy like a big one because I just, I don't know. It's like, I probably should just because I know I could exit them at any time. But, um, you know, even like I bought some like, like a nice Jordan Love PSA 10 orange prism. I owned it for a little bit. Uh, uh, I, Fez, you know, he offered me a little bit more and there it goes. Like, you know, so it was easy to get, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. you know, very, they're very easy to get rid of, um, cards in general. Um, the only, you know, I, I, I think like one, one guy I did buy recently, I thought this was too cheap. I bought a Tua blue ice rookie, um, just on the basis of the PSA nine, it was like four fifty. I got it for like what they've been going for. And if you look at like everyone else, like if you look at the blue ice of Kenny Pickett, it's a thousand dollars, you know? And to me, Tua's got a great team. Yeah, he's a little injury prone, but he could he could get just as hot as the next guy, you know, like they could go on a run. They have a great team. They added a lot of pieces to the Dolphins. So um I don't know. I think it's kind of it's really interesting and it's a little like sickening the football market. I I don't love the way that it behaves to be honest with you, but I am participating in it and I'm kind of betting against it. Like I want to buy the guys that aren't as hot. I'm out. I can't buy Trevor Lawrence. I'm not buying Fields. Um I'll just try to buy like that second or third tier guy and hope they become a first tier and that's that's how I'll participate probably. Yeah, part of the issue with it is it's like a ticking time bomb. Like you have a deadline as to when you can move those cards. And we all know when that deadline is. You know, it's pretty much opening week or some people, their deadline is the national. And then a bunch of people are going to show up having to move the same cards at the same show. And, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. But like it's like when you have football, you have these deadlines. It's like I would rather do, in my opinion, like what you're doing, pick a guy who you think is really undervalued, like Tua, like a guy I'm starting to think about is like maybe Daniel Jones. He's really cheap. I think his team uh, is, is legitimately pretty good, solid. And, you know, but Tua is definitely really, really cheap. And his team is really, really good. And I think he's he's good. But I think people are scared of the Andrew Luck factor. I don't know if that's reasonable, but I think that's what is scaring people away for the most part, I would think, with Tua. It's fair, you know, and he might – you know, he, he might, it's kind of like, you know, Hertz last year, I, I had said this, like, but he needed, like, Hertz needed to have the year he had for, like, this full perception change where he goes from, you know, a lot of people's, like, bottom tier, no arm quarterback to now he's, like, top seven in the league on everyone's list. Like, he needed to have, like, a, a just an incredible run, and he did it. Tua kind of needs to do something similar to have a full perception change. So like, whereas Sam Howell goes three and O he's like, might double, you know, like, like on, I, I don't think that's that crazy of an exaggeration, like, because that's just how it kind of all works. And there'll be a guy, you know, subsequently the money will evaporate from another guy that doesn't go three and O, you know, and that's just, the football market and it's just like this game of it's 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 really like a glorified you know like like pick them on a bet on teams and team success 
with these quarterbacks and like you know you're just like ah like I'm you know if you're gonna hold them into the season you're just like betting on the first four weeks that they have like a positive perception and start to the year um or your stock or your card is going to be worth 30 40 percent less guaranteed you know not like like that's just how the market goes it's not um, there's nobody that holds on to their summer price if they just have a mediocre start, you know, in the market. I think Tua kind of has that explosive upside too, because not necessarily with like a three and O start, but I mean, the Dolphins are good enough. They should be a playoff team. And if he has a big playoff win and plays well, which is very feasible, I mean, his stuff should really kind of like rocket. I really, I, 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 I really do like, I, that's why I bought it. I agree. Like, I think like the, just looking at the comps of the other blue ices for the other quarter starting quarterbacks in the league, it's just like, this was just sitting on eBay. I just bought it binned. I binned it. Like it wasn't even, I don't care. Like you can look up the comp, you know, it's me. And I right. just think the, I think that the, that card should be, I don't see why it wouldn't be eight, 900 bucks. Like, you know, just based off of where Pickett um, and the and Lawrence and, and everyone else is, uh, it's just weird. People go through that. It, he's just not as hot as he was and everyone's looking for that new thing, but I, I really am. I'll be at the national and I'm interested to see like, if people are just kind of like, if the repackers are just kind of like, having to are scooping up all of the modern football at really low margins to get into repacks or something like, like how do people actually get out of all these cards at the national, if that's what they're planning to do. Yeah, that that's a good point. You know, the repackers do play a big part in the national. I think they help it a lot, honestly, by getting cash into the hands of dealers. Like, you know, I feel like, and, and you experience it when you're setting up at a show, you're definitely going to be a more aggressive buyer when people come up to you for shows. If you just got cashed out by a repacker, that's when you're looking to buy. And I think that helps a lot. Like, I feel like the best, you know, maybe an idea for the national have like an hour of early entry for like repack hour. And it's like rinse out all the day, but then, you know, then people come in and, and they might not get uh, what they're looking for, but but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who people are looking. I think you have a decent amount of people speculating on Tua who see how cheap. Like I was looking at like Herbert, same draft class. So like same amount of cards, pretty much same rarity. Like he consistently does like three times Tua. Like to me, that's kind of crazy. Like what the heck has Herbert done that Tua, like, or what has he won that Tua hasn't? I know his stats are much better, obviously, but like. I saw a, uh, a the Josh Allen Silvers PSA nine. Someone had I don't know what their last comp is, but someone had a sticker on it on their story sale that I think always sells it like around comps at fifteen hundred. That is nuts! Like a silver nine fifteen hundred. Well, there's a reason for it. so the twenty eighteen silvers in football that year, they're super super short print. Like they're one. Okay per box and I think they were only in hobby and that's like and I just looked up the Allen the silver nine is a pop 81 and that's why wow. if you remember do you remember there was a crazy Brady 2018 silver 10 yeah you say 10 so for like 25 grand people are like what the heck like the reason that was crazy but the reason that that happened was that they're like super, super short print. Like that's a great for anyone who's a fellow dollar bin hunter, great dollar bin scoop. If you ever see, I always scoop any 
true 2018 prison football silvers for a doubt. I don't care if it's the worst player because they really are super short. That's good to know. Yeah. And that, it's such a, that's like a fascinating thing about cards. Like other than the serial numbers that have, you know, come along in, in recent times, like understanding like the rarity in certain years, like the same type of card, like the same refractor or silver prism can be like the rarity can really change year to year and like understanding the nuance there can like make you money. Yeah. I think a lot of people do know that by now, but like, I remember when I was having some fun with that was like when shortly after it came out, like I remember like 2019, like a Philly show at like the Dodge Forge casino, like looking through boxes, you know, and like finding some of those just sitting in like quarter boxes. Cause people, they were like regular silvers and like, and at the time, they even then before the boom, they would sell pretty well on eBay because people were, you know, looking for them as super short prints. And then once everything boomed and then there was that Brady sale and, and it was it really is a well-respected like silver, you know, I wonder how long that holds up. Like if that'll be remembered. See, that's what like I wouldn't I was going to say I get I totally hear you. And I like I think that's a great like thing and it makes sense. I would not want to be an owner. Right. of one of those because i wouldn't want to be in charge of educating people on right that. and then i wouldn't i think the perception of the like i'm like well, the reason i was saying that because the perception of that card for me was is not enough like i would never pay 1500 for a nine silver of a guy like that hasn't won anything and not you know whatever it's like there's so many better allen cards for 1500 in my book you know what i mean yeah, and, and here's my concern about that in terms of long-term value. Let's say it's 10, it's 10 years from now. We're set up at a show. I have a 2018 Tom Brady Silver PSA 10 and a 2019 Tom Brady Silver PSA 10. Very similar looking cards. However, one is valued at 10 times the other. Who the hell is really going to know that in 10 years? Yeah, and like who's paying for that? Like who right. is going to be, who's the, it's, Maybe you throw it on PWCC and it gets the number, right? But like everybody wants to do deals in person so they don't have to pay Mr. Uh, you know, Uncle Sam. So like, like you're, the likelihood of finding that person that understands the rarity and will pay for it in person at a show is so hard, you know? And even like you mentioned PWC, even let's say in 10 years, like, you throw that up on auction. Yes, some people are going to know, but there's going to be so many different not numbered inserts from this era between the kabooms and the downtowns and everything else and the super short prints and the zebras and the tigers and everything. And and there's so many, and there's going to be the new stuff that's came out since then. I think there's going to be so many new inserts in 10 years. Like how many people are going to be thinking back and being like, oh, those rare 2018 football silvers, like, that's why this card is sick. no nobody's gonna give a shit and it's you know like to me that's the stuff that scares me like i could imagine like i get it like that i've been turning down like downtowns and kabooms it shows a lot it's just not a market i know and i get it that they're liquid and there's money to be made and i probably should take the time to learn about it so i i can try to flip them but like i've been i turned them down this weekend you know people trying to sell them to me and i was thinking in my head like i'm concerned about the fact that 
you know, how many different inserts and, the, and then soon there's going to be new inserts and are people who remember this is the rare one, but there's other inserts that look just as cool, but they're not as rare. So they're worthless, but this one's supposed to be super valuable because we're just supposed to like know that, and like remember that. Yeah. I, you know, they are, I will say I like never held on to a downtown very long because they are so liquid. Like you always yeah. find somebody that's like, yep, I want that. Like whenever you have one, I feel like, um, but yeah, like I think it's it's interesting. Like I was kind of thinking about this. You know how like there's a lot of like in terms of like people in the hobby that collect Brady and like want Brady cards. I feel like there's like, you know, older people, I don't see them with Brady that much. Like it's like maybe like millennials, you know, like 25 to 40 or something like that. Um and kids also are like a little now, I think probably don't care as much about him right like he was at the tail end of his career he's still a legend but like if you're like a younger kid like you're starting to like lose this sense of and care of Brady it's kind of interesting like I don't know like the fandom of Brady like I he'll his biggest cards will always be super collectible because of his accomplishments but like I do I do think that his overall market will slip away on the secondary cards like that will slowly tick down away from collectability because I just I just think that there will be a lack of interest and there's always going to be a new thing and you know just like I don't know like Jordan stuff like you know the 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 less rare like multiple years in like I I think that that uh in the mid 90s and late 90s and early 2000s like that was really cool to hoard but all those cards became worthless i don't know it's the same exact thing but i think something like that will occur yeah and like you mentioned brady yeah he's definitely going to be less collected but there's even guys who are a lot less relevant that are going to be hit like i mean so much harder like i even think like it's going to be funny in 10 years to see like Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, like rookie autos, like, will those be, are there enough of those? Like, are there enough Zach Wilson rookie autos out there that when he's riding the bench somewhere that they'll be like in dollar bins? Like, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it goes bad enough, like, uh, I mean, think about it like this. There's enough, there's like, even in, in years where, there wasn't that many autos of certain guys. You're finding autos of bums for a buck all the time. So like with the overprinting, like, yeah, like anyone that doesn't work out is going to have like a $4 auto, you know? Right. That's what I'm thinking. There's so many different products. That'll be honestly fun to think about how people were like going nuts at shows. But, you know, there'll be, like, some dude from Utah that loves Zach Wilson forever, and he'll always, you know, like, his best stuff will get collected because he was an all-time Ute. (laughs) Yeah, uh, right. There's collectors even of the guys who were bust, or at least the guys who were NFL bust, but they had legend. Like, so many guys are huge RG3 guys, you know, yeah. it's not just about what they do in the NFL. So you only, you don't only need to be good for a second to have collectability, you know, like, you know, like at least a little bit of collectability. And then, yeah, like most busts in the pros 
have a real college following. That was my, that was my point about Zach Wilson is like, right. Everybody went to college and played football, especially they all played three years at least. So, you know, they're, people are going to love them. I mean, you know, look at a card collector too. He's like everyone that went to Ohio state, he like ends up collecting. Yeah. He, Oh, he, he's, he's a big Ohio state one that I feel like that kind of helps with the, uh, the college uniform because those are usually tough moves but like if you have collectible guys like guys who had memorable college careers I think it makes it a little bit less tough to move some people are really just like I won't touch I only touch you know pro uniform cards like some people won't touch panini baseball stuff and like to me it's like if it makes sense and I like the card like I'm not just gonna like set rules for myself and be like I will not touch a card it's made by panini and is about baseball that's a good way to look at it. Cause yeah, like I, I have both of those are preferences of mine, but like, like when, like I have like a Miles McBride, like Nike swoosh immaculate auto and in the West Virginia uniform. And it's like one of three, it's like, well, I'll make an exception. And cause that's where I went to school and it's like a swoosh immaculate RPA to three. And then you know, like, uh, yeah. So if, the, if, 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 the, if the car is cool enough, I think you, you're totally right. Like break your rules and just buy what looks good to you. Um, I, I know like, uh, one guy, uh, in the hobby, I think his name is Mark Mater. Um, something like that. Um, he was on, uh, cage, uh, hobby with cage. Uh, I'm talking about memorabilia, but he talks about the collegiate stuff a lot like collegiate flawless being like way too cheap because it's game used um of like the big guys and I thought I think that's like a fair point like with the you know national treasures RPA being like completely like dick sporting goods and still selling for that like it's a real auto of the guy and a real game used jersey like just because it's before their NFL career like why would that disqualify it like it's it's a little weird the way we treat that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think where that gets really interesting is now with basketball, with, you know, Bowman U, and it's like, how are those going to be viewed? Is that because, you know, in baseball cards like that, like the Bowman prospect stuff is viewed very, very strongly, you know, right. the, stronger. the earlier, the better, right? Like it, the first it has to get crazy. I mean, they're so soon they're, gonna have the kids you know freshmen in high school sign until all through high school all through college then through the pro I mean how many autos are like somebody who comes up as a superstar now how many autos are they gonna end up signing by the time they get like through their first you know, but you know what's wild though if you're like a true superstar you always they always limit it you know like right, right. like like even like somebody that's like not a true superstar but like a, always has been a star like LaMelo, like LaMelo doesn't have, I mean, even though he's a modern guy, he, you know, he was a huge redemption. It took forever. They're out there, but it's not like that crazy, you know, like they're not as like popular as even Anthony Edwards signed way more or like Herbert in football signed a ton. You know, you just can, every show you'll see 10 in-person autos of on, on rookie cards of Herbert, like, you know, it's, it's kind of wild. I think a lot of that is to preserve value too. Like it makes sense. Like, you know, the, if you're hitting this guy's auto lot, it's not going to be that much of like a hit, you know, it, it helps keep the factor, like the hype factor when you do hit it. 
Um, yeah. And probably because those guys have like more pull, like when the superstars are like, yeah, I'm kind of sick of, or like, I, I really don't want to sign that many. They can probably get their way a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure. But yeah, that, that is a good point though. They do have, they do seem to always limit the bigger stars. I think that the, the back to your point though, like, I think it's interesting. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see like with the Bowman first brand getting brought over to basketball, like what that does. I think there's a potential that that super does like eventually like rivals some of his highest of high end cards. But other than that, they're all going to just get crushed by the, his pro uniform high end sets um, now and forever. That's right. I, th- I mean, I think that the the sentiment is drawn like it's there. Baseball is different. Uh, football and basketball will always be like like that. But it doesn't mean that they're worthless. Like, I think that there's just something there, like the highest end, like the even just like even the gold autos or, uh, you know, they'll matter some. But like, you know, I just think that the other the more common stuff is just going to eventually kind of water down in the place where it should be and it won't be like in, into like you know well it's on card but it's not pro uniform and whatever that price kind of ends up that's going to be complicated i'll tell you that is going to get real complicated at shows when comping cards because you're going to have a million different types of variations. Wait, wait 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 this is a great topic to bring up i forgot Wemby. what so Wemby had his first couple games his first game you know didn't go well at all oh, and then the second game, he looked incredible, like yeah. just a crazy performance. So what do you make of that as somebody that predicted his downfall? Well, I didn't predict his downfall. I said <laughs> he can be Porzingis. He has a very good chance to be Porzingis. No, I, mean, I, think he's, I think he's already shown the potential to be better than Porzingis. He, yeah, that second game was eye-opening. After that first game, I was ready to come on here and 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 claim that he has a chance to be Thaddeus Young, but I mean now, yeah, he he was he looked really good in that second. I think game. that the one thing that, to remember is that his coach, he's got the best coach, mate. You know, one of the best coaches of all time. I think he's gonna get. They're gonna figure out how to just like. He's gonna be successful. It's like really hard not to at that height. You know, like he. The game is easier for him, man. Like, he doesn't have to be – as long as he stays healthy and, like, whatever. I I wonder his, like, wingspan versus Porzingis because it just seems like – Porzingis is tall, like, really tall like that, but I don't feel like Porzingis is just kind of, like, easily, like, dunking like that or, like, easily swatting people, like, just quite as, like, gross as Wemby. Yeah, I think he's also, I think he's taller as well, right? There isn't, they say Wemby has a true eight foot wingspan. Oh, that might be why. Okay, so I think he has like just a way longer wingspan than. Wow. Because I know uh, Wemby got measured, I think he was seven four. And this says seven five here. Yeah. That's huge. Holy cow. Yeah, he's a, he's a tall dude. Yeah, and, he, I mean, you know, what? he went two for four from three in the second game. So, like, I mean, it's like he, he really can stretch it. I Man, he, I think he's I think he's going to be really good. It's going to be I, I, I just think it's going to be awesome. Like, hope he gets like I mean, even if he doesn't have autos, it won't matter. It'll still be like all the products will 
have increased buzz. Um, you know, I'm excited for that. I, I even if I don't really care what it does for the hobby overall, I just I just like when the hobby is happy, and I think like chases like that makes everybody happy. Here's a good prediction we can make, and it'll be easy to check this in the future. Opening night of next year, how much is the Victor Wembanyama Prism Silver PSA 10 selling for? Assuming it's kind of similar in terms of conditions sensitivity to the past few years. I'll say 2500 <laughs> So double what, more than double what Luke, or what? what is Luke at now? That's, I think, double what Luca pretty much it's gonna be more than Luca just because of the well I'm just kind of basing that off of like 2020 and 2021 um and how those are but I think it's gonna be 2k plus but I'll I'll, I'll throw 2500 as because that's what I said wow well yeah yeah that's strong I, I don't think it's gonna be that high I really don't I, I think look at the what he's I, I, he might like maybe he doesn't live up to it, but just say he has an eye-opening crazy year. Like, I just think that's what happens. Like, look at what is going on with his Bowman stuff. Like this bullshit when you see like silver tens, PSA ten, like, and it's not going to be that long. There won't be that many tens have surfaced by then, you know. Like, and they're gonna they're gonna SP them. Like, they're not gonna print like that many silvers. Here's something to keep in mind. Like Jokic Silver 10 is pop 145. And those are only like 3K to 3,200. So, all right, that's fair. Maybe I'm high on it then. Maybe I'm high. That's fair. I, I still think, I don't know. I don't know. That's the number I said. So, I, you're probably right. Maybe the number is more like closer to like 15, but. He's going to have so many cards, so many good cards that take away from the the total value. But I think that the, a 10 silver like that, if he has the year that I think he's going to have, I, I I don't think it's going to be that crazy. Like, I don't I, I think he could rival Jokic, Jokic's collectability even after year one. I'm going to say under a thousand. Under a thousand for a 10. Under a thousand for a silver. I mean, I guess it kind of depends when Prism comes out because you got to think how many of it. Like, you know, because there's always that dip. And they said they're gonna try What's, to. Fix wait, 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 wait. Do we do we know what what is the Luca ten right now? It's to like twelve hundred bucks, twelve to thirteen hundred. But that's also like a pop twenty one hundred card. Right, and like the the twenty twenty, we looked at. I remember we were talking about this. The twenty twenty tens, like. Anthony Edwards is like pretty similar to that price, but his is like only like like a fraction of the pop, like ten percent of that, it, right? His are like five hundred bucks. Wow, that's actually that's really cheap. Yeah, hmm. and, all right, maybe and, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm I'm overshooting. I'm overshooting this ten. Maybe I'm conflating some football silvers, um, with with my Wemben Yama hype. So I don't know. What is your your predictions under? I'm gonna leave mine just because that's what I said. And we'll, yeah, we'll come back to it and see what they really are. Dude, the league MVP, pop 82, indeed, silver is like 800 bucks. That's crazy to me. I, oh, you'll like this at the show this past week. And I made just because of looking at like the Embiid prism prices, I made an interesting play 
Um, it was kind of because I sold some slabs, but I saw some guy had three Embiid base tens, easy to work with, pretty much paid close to full market. But I, I just wanted to pick them up. I, you know, whatever. It's good getting them in person. You don't have to pay shipping and sales tax. Um, but I got three of them. So I just feel like the price on that compared to like Giannis and Jokic is interesting. My thought is if he does come out really hot, like we've talked about on here before, his that card is like really volatile for him. Like it just bounces between like 120 and 250, depending on how he's playing. People are, he won the MVP. People forgot that he was good this year. So I'm sure it's the same thing. And then he'll play and he'll be good because he is a good player. And then people will buy that card again. I have no, he's like, he's, he's an odd, like a case study. Like people just, they don't remember anything good about him and they remember everything bad. It's very selective memory. Well, to be fair, I think part of the reason is it was a particularly disappointing end. Not saying that he was the main reason, but like when you get knocked out like that, when you're up three, two in a series, like I get it. They weren't the favorites necessarily, but like, I feel like when you get knocked out like that, people are frustrated. So they forget. And then once you come out and play your mind out and it's like, Oh shoot, he could win a second straight MVP. I mean, think about the path for Jokic and Giannis, you know, I mean, those three, are all kind of similar in a way. They've all been the MVP finalists. Like the I was last say, time. Giannis is going to have to miss the year for Embiid to go back to back. I think. Like well, it, they're going to give it to some. I, that's what I think. They're going to give it to somebody else unless Embiid averages like thirty four a game, and there's no other competitor. It, it, but it is it like they're all international. They're all big men. They've all been like the main three MVP, and you know, like. And then they each won two and then won the MVP or won a title the year after. I don't like not saying that the Sixers will win the title, but if they do, I mean, he has to somehow make up some kind of gap. Like Jokic and Giannis, their base tens are like 900 to a thousand and beads at like 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, same, same era, like, you know, same type of card. I think, uh, yeah, I think he could come back and do it. It's tough for me to trust the Sixers right now, so we'll see. We'll see how they do once they're at, back on the floor. Um, I don't even know, like, yeah, I guess I would rather Harden come back and let them just, like, have as much talent on the team as possible and then go with that, but still feels like the team is just missing something and, like, we didn't add anything to the team at all. In yeah. But so I guess Pat Bev adds a little bit of a dog I'll be honest. I, I, I don't want Harden. Um, I think sometimes you can have addition by subtraction. You know, I, I think the Pat Bev pickup was awesome. You know, Maxi is just getting better and better. And I, obviously if Harden leaves, then Maxi is going to have much higher usage. And I think that could be a good thing, you, you know, if he, especially if he keeps getting better. I'm up I to four blue prisms, by the way. So I got you four. Oh, so you, uh, all through eBay, or did people hit you up from Instagram when you posted that? Uh, all through eBay, yeah. Ones are grading. I have two, or yeah, what do I have? I have two raw, or one raw here and two nines here, and then ones are grading. So I'll probably send the. I I, I have three silver maxis. Um, one that's a GMA ten behind me, and uh, I'm gonna send that in. And then two that I bought raw that look like 
they probably won't tend, but they're like pretty good looking. So I kind of just want to throw them in like a cheap bulk sub and see what happens. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of go for the the tens. But yeah, I, I still want to grab more of the blue prisms. I just think they're awesome. And, um, you know, I might even, I was even thinking about selling my gold uh, contenders auto in order to just like buy more prism parallels of maxi and just like stock up on the blues and stuff. I kind of like those. I just think that it's easier to like multiply. I would not sell any uh, Maxi right now. I feel like during at the beginning of the season, he's going to come out balling and his prices are just going to spike even more. I think he's a guy who's going to get really hot before the season too, especially if Harden leaves like a month before the season, everybody's going to be like, Oh shoot. Like, especially during fantasy basketball, people are going to realize like, Oh, Maxi's, a great like breakout pick this year like i gotta get some of his cards i saw like some analytics dudes on it on twitter like doing his like uh his points per game without harden and then without harden and mb like without harden he averages like 25 and then without harden and then uh and mb he averages like 30 in in a game like uh in per, per 48 or whatever it is um so but yeah the dude's legit he just there's not as there's not as much opportunity on the team right now. I guess from like a I don't know. I don't know what I I just don't want them to trade hard and get nothing back. Like I think they have a better chance to win this year if Harden's on the team than if they trade Harden and get nothing. Um, which I don't think I think that's what would happen. Like I think we I don't think we'll get much value back in return. I could be wrong about that, but that, that's my hunch is that there's not going to be too much on the table for a trade yeah i guess the the, pa- the package you get back does uh does have to factor in a lot uh, yeah i guess that does determine whether you want to move them or not uh any anything you want to add any new things i see you're posting a lot of new sponsors for the brotherly love card show before we wrap here anything i know we talked last episode about jsa yeah, a little bit yeah that still we definitely it's official now and um, yeah, you can bring uh, to the Brother Love Show on July 23rd. Um, you can bring autograph memorabilia and get it uh, authenticated by the leading authenticator and autograph memorabilia, JSA. So yeah, we're super pumped that they were, you know, willing to come to the show um, and set up. So they'll be there and uh, yeah, have everybody come up, come out for that. And uh, yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Um, you got any parting words, Dimes? I'll see everyone at the Brotherly Love Card Show. Come out to Carter's Cards Trade Night if you can. I'll be there trading. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.